0: When you work with your body and not against it, you'll begin
1: to discover that you are in fact designed to heal. I want to welcome everybody to another episode of Designed to Heal. My name is Jeff McLaughlin coming to you in Orlando, Florida with Dr. Ben, the man, the mission, the legend, fill in the blank, all that good stuff. Ben Rawl, how's people, it going, buddy? People, now people think it's a comedy
0: show because of the way that you introduced I, I'm
1: working on theme music, man, but, but it's going to take a while.
0: The way we know this is not a comedy show is who we have with us today Of course, we love having guests, but we love having you know high high caliber, high quality guests that bring in an area of expertise so they can help give us insight into what's going on today. We have one of those experts with us, um, a friend of mine, Kevin Barry uh, Esquire. How do you like to be introduced, Kevin?
2: Uh, that's fine without the Esquire. Usually, <laughs> I know. Well, my my wife's uh, an attorney yeah, too, and that's always fine. we
0: joke about yeah. that because it's always weird. Now I met Kevin just to set the stage. I met Kevin maybe a year and a half or so ago. Actually, I don't remember. We were up in Tallahassee. You had flown down from your your neck of the woods to help us at a rally um, in Tallahassee, and you were there speaking and sharing insight and helping us down in Florida with um, a vaccine issue at the time. And, and your kind of angle or your your support was coming. Um, from a religious uh, freedoms piece, I don't want to, uh, you know, stick you in that corner, but certainly, and people would learn more about your work. And so I was so impressed with Kevin that day. Number one, just anybody that gets on an airplane and flies down to Florida just to, to fight the good fight, you know, has, uh, has a heart to do the right thing. Um, Kevin, I think I see what happens so long as people that are in this type of, of battle, you know, health freedoms and, and that. I know you have a personal story with it is it seems like sometimes people are flashes in the pan, right? They get fired up for a while and then they just get worn out, right? Cause it can be pretty hard work, but you've been fighting this for a long time and, and, and have really, I don't want to say proven yourself cause it's not a contest, but this is a fight you're willing to go at uh, till the end with, but there's a reason for that. Do you mind sharing with our listeners and viewers today to kind of, your brief, if you will, you know, kind of why you do this and your background. You're no slouch. You've been doing this for a long time. And you're also in an area that's pretty interesting right now up in the Northeast, right? New York, New Jersey kind of area. So you're in kind of the, the hotbed of COVID and all that. So I know you have a perspective some of us don't have. So welcome to the show, my friend. And uh, if you want to give us a little background.
2: Sure. Thanks for having me. And thanks for that kind introduction. Um, I do have skin in the game. I have uh, I have three sons. Uh, Their age are they're 24 22 and 17 and my middle son my 22 year old uh, had a uh, bad reaction to vaccines between his first and second year and uh, He is disabled now and is gonna need help for the rest of his life So I've uh, kind of been an activist uh, uh, Thrown into it. Uh, Never never planning on this, you know, like uh, I'd never heard the word autism before my son's diagnosis and and um, so um, i have been at it for 20 years and I brought what I could bring to it, you know, which is, I have a legal background. I'm not, I'm not a scientist. I'm not a doctor, but I I used to work at, for the federal government at the U S attorney's office in New York, which, um, so as if I was a Fed, and I'm I'm showing my age in addition to the gray whiskers. Uh, Rudy Giuliani was my boss okay. before he before he was mayor, oh. right? So that's a, we're talking late '80s, <laughs> early, ni- early '90s, early
0: You did this to yourself. Uh, you did this to yourself, Kevin. You did this one to yourself. Right. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but I, had, I I got some insight into into how government works and how how policy comes top down and how like uh, i wouldn't say necessarily deep state like uh, i think that's that that term gets thrown around a little too loosely but something like a permanent government is 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 a is it a a more appropriate i think it's the people who are the lifers versus the political leaders who come and go mm. uh so uh, i i have some perspective on, on on how those how those things operate so it, it it's helped me uh with my understanding of all this and yes you're correct i, I do come to a lot of this from A religious background, but now the organization I started is called firstfreedoms.org, which is based on the First Amendment. And freedom of religion is the first of of the five freedoms of the First Amendment. But after that, you've got speech, um, press, assembly, and right to petition for redresses, redress of grievances. So those are all things, every single aspect of the First Amendment is called into play during emergency times like this. Uh, there's all kinds of censorship happening on social media and elsewhere. So you've got your freedom of speech issues. Uh, the press is 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 censoring as well. Like the like, unfortunately, the press is is has the freedom to uh, bow to their corporate masters, to their to their advertise. They have a, a freedom to give bad information or incomplete information. But a thing that really has me concerned by all these. Uh, what I would say are unconstitutional shutdowns and government mandates uh, are around freedom of assembly. You know, it is it is uh, 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 totalitarian politics. 101 is divide and conquer, and we have never been more divided. You're not. You know, we have neighbors narking on neighbors for going outside. You know, people calling and 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 governor and governors and mayors asking for it to happen. Yeah. Right. They're, Kevin, they're setting wait, up hotlines.
0: One thing I'm thinking about, because you were very active, and again, for our listeners, and we've got you know pretty friendly listeners in this regard. So when the measles stuff was going on up north and in New York and banned from school and removing exemptions, I mean, you were front lines there with some other attorneys I know that you work with and around the state and around the nation. And one thing that was... Different then, though, Kevin, was there was a lot of people assembling, right? I mean, you were, right, it was Jersey that you guys had, I don't know, 8, 10th I don't yeah. want to fudge the numbers, thousands of people showed up for days, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and that, that changed the game, did it not? Yes,
2: it, it did. And, and there were, yeah, so I think there, there is some element to that, and there's elements element to that, like, globally, too, because there were, there were extraordinary p- protests in Hong Kong. There's the Yellow Jackets in Europe, in France in particular. Uh, so, uh, like there, there is, uh, certainly benefits governments that, that have a totalitarian bent to where people can't assemble.
0: Yeah. Because it's, it's uh, the irony of this one is to stay home or, you know, a lot of us have these stay at home orders or whatever that term is house arrest is the one I prefer to use, yeah. but you yeah. know, where they've definitely, cause I think the, the argument is, well, if it was that big of a deal, why aren't there a lot of people there, right? Why aren't there people? Protesting, and, and now, of course, we're seeing that. But um, Kevin, I want to ask you a question. A lot of times being a, a professional and being you know, a lawyer, if you will, a lot of times, and even Jeff, Jeff asks me these questions a lot where, you know, how come you don't, you know, these ideas don't get the press, they don't get the, the, the time, right? How come, you know, it always seems like we're a quack pot spewing off this because inf- we're about ready to go into some information that's um, fairly controversial, right? Yeah. Now you being an attorney though, you're not going to say anything you can't substantiate, right? Yeah. Uh, but it's not going to be on the news, maybe. You're not going to see it on tonight's news. How, what do you say to maybe a listener that, it, it, maybe not our listeners, but the friends and family they talk to that are always said, but, but that's not what they said on CNN tonight, right? Or you know, how do you help a person navigate that confusion where it's not part of the popular press, but it's that doesn't mean it's not true. And I didn't mean to put you on the spot there, but how do you respond to that?
2: No, that's a great question, and uh, I think there's a cartoon that that flies around from time to time, and I use it a lot. Where it's like two booths, it's 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 comforting lies and inconvenient truths, and right. there's a line a line a mile long for the comforting lie, and nobody wants the inconvenient truth. And I think I think what where the the main perspective I'm having now because I'm I'm having some friends who thought my views were were uh, a little uh, extreme. Are, are coming around to oh, oh my god you know, they are giving us bad information mm-hmm. like we, we are being lied to on a massive scale and like I, i've been watching this for 20 years so i'm impressed by how brazen they're being now it's being more brazen than ever and you you bring up the measles that that was a a great example because the, the measles uh, as i'm sure you know there's been three deaths in the united states from measles since 2003 but in order to pass uh, the vaccine mandates and remove religious exemptions they were hyping up measles as a deadly item right so we we've been seeing that for years and years and years and, and we know they're lying we know it's or, or um, again again lying lying's the wrong word dishonest right. you know, like like that they're being dishonest that that they're when they're saying it's deadly it's deadly in places uh, in the developing world where they don't have clean water sanitation healthy diet nutrition you know, it's not deadly in the United States. Uh, so we know that they uh, blurred the truth in order to get what they're looking for. And now they're doing it times a thousand. They've actually shut down the entire global economy. It's, it's not just taking a religious freedom away. They took the entire global economy down, which is extraordinary.
0: So that kind of starts us into, let's go into, and I, I know you kind of laid this out. You know, you talked about Ferguson. Right and and some of that and maybe that's a launching point because that set the stage, you know, Kevin. I, know, I I know I was with you this weekend. we were trying to help somebody that's having an issue, right? We we're trying to help them with a legal issue, and I remember you when we got on the phone. You just kind of said, "Hey, then the first thing we need to do is talk to the guy and, and hear the story, right? Because if if the facts don't match up, then we might be limited on what we can do, right? And mm-hmm. I don't want to put words in your mouth. So, but in this situation, this first kind of data set that was coming out, right? Made we made a lot of decisions off of that. Is that fair to say? And uh, it, it can you is. talk through it, uh, kind of what you're talking about and why it's so important?
2: Sure. This well, this is this is the uh, it's fear mongering, right? So so the, at the time the government shut down, which is right around I think it was uh, the federal order I think came in on March 13th because I was in D.C. for some meetings on March 12th. So I, I remember writing like almost alone on Amtrak down from New York because like everyone was already starting to hunker down and uh it was uh, i think the, ex- the expression you c- kept hearing is out of an abundance of caution right so they didn't know what it was they didn't know how bad it was going to be they're seeing all these reports from Italy and and uh so it, it was it was out of an abundance of caution and they didn't have the data in at the time right now two months later we have the we have data in we have data in that says, okay, if what, whatever you thought you were doing in March out of an abundance of caution, there really isn't much of a need to continue doing it now. And that's where it gets really dicey because uh, professor Newt Witkowski, who's um, been interviewed, he's been very outspoken on this. He, he's formerly with Rockefeller University. Uh, he's an, an accomplished statistician and, and epidemiologist uh, he's he's found the flaw in ferguson's in ferguson from the imperial college of london in his in his data uh, they were anticipating that there would be approximately like a 40 to 50% illness rate from sars cov 2 whatever they were, or or covid 19 right. what what they're calling it now or what i'm calling the wuhan franken virus but we'll we'll cover that <laughs> later but the the, uh, uh, the 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 death rate from that it needs to the so that estimate that that Imperial College came out, and that's what we closed down the economy based on, was that 2.2 2 million Americans could die from this. That was the model.
0: So I want to pause but, right there for a second because yeah. you know you hear 2.2, 2, and that was by just USA numbers, right? So USA was numbers saying. was saying 2.2 2 million people are going to die. We all freaked out. Now I want to interject this because as you talk through this, and here we are in you know May, and this episode will drop in a few days, that. So people say, well, well, Kevin, and this is—I don't want to say uninformed people, but I'm just going to use that as a starting point. People are going to say, well, Kevin, the reason that that didn't happen, and because you're bringing up such a critical point here, well, it's because we all stayed home, right? We all we all locked down. There, they, you almost use that argument. The reason we didn't, ha- so many people didn't die, Kevin, is because. We did all these lockdown orders. However, what you're just exposing is that's bad math. That's actually not a, you can't say that statement. Is that right?
2: It's it's bad math. You can't say that statement. And fortunate, fortunately there there are fortunately there are places like Sweden which are control groups. Like, like not every place did it, and they're having the same they're having the same or or perhaps lower death rates. And what their their benefit they're going to have because their people were circulating or in ordinary ways or in more ordinary ways is that they will have community immunity in their in their uh, countries and we and we might not, and that's 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 a key part key point because they don't want us to have, hurt natural immunity. If we have if as a population we have natural immunity, we're not dependent on the vaccine.
0: So, you measles is a great example. I mean, there's a lot of great examples of that, right? But we had, and you see this in the history of vaccines, but just as an example, I know you're up to speed on this, Kevin, but, you know, a lot of credit is given to vaccinations for herd immunity. a matter of fact, the vaccines have now put us in a more precarious situation because we've right. removed herd immunity uh, in many ways, right? Yes. And so, right. you know, and I know... So, but the bad math in this imperial that that professor that that he discovered was they were using infection rates or whatever term you used of 40 to 50 percent, which was wildly inaccurate.
2: Wildly inaccurate. And, and uh, uh what the and, and that was also verified by a group of uh, scientists at Stanford, Dr. John Ioannidis's uh, study, where, uh, and the basic idea is that many m- more people had it. Uh, dealt with it without with had three or four days of coughing and and cleared it naturally because their immune systems work because they're not immunocompromised they're not 85 years old in a nursing home right so those those people once you increase that number of people by 50 to 85 times that's what i need They, they they tested people in california like in in the county that they tested the county said I think 890 people had covid, right? That was that was the number of positive tests. When they they went out and did their own testing, it was 50 to 85 times more prevalent. Right? So yeah, so you that,
0: use that multiplier and you very quickly see a massive drop in mortality. Correct. Right? And and it becomes I'm just using their own language and I know this gets people irritated, maybe not our listeners, but that puts it in the realm of a flu-ish
1: scenario. Correct? Right. Hey Kevin, right. if and I if I could real quick, um, sure. when they yeah. went and did that, that's that's very very interesting. What were they using to test when they went out to do that? Like what's because that's been a lot of misinformation too these days. I think that you know where are the tests and do these antibody tests work and all that kind of stuff. Like, can you clear some of that up? Because I think that's something a listeners asking right now. You know,
2: I, I wish I could clear it up. It's just it's it's an, a giant mess. I don't I don't I know Professor Ionides and Professor Witkowski, that they talk in their methods what what tests they were using. But I think the numbers that the CDC are putting out and the various states are putting out, I don't know what it's based on, right? You know, whether it's, its uh, you know, like in New Jersey and New York, there were a lot of uh, setups in parking lots where people who weren't feeling well just drove in and, and had a swab put up their nose to their eyeballs, the way it was described to me. And uh, and then they got either a positive or a negative, right? But. Uh, and I think one of the things that's happening in, in New York that's really, uh, like, because I think there's a big question of why are New York and New Jersey like outliers, right? Why, why are there more deaths yeah. here? And the, the, this is controversial. This is, oh, this, is, this is my view. It's You, you, you need to be, it would be much better for your survival if you have shortness of breath during the time of COVID if you don't live in a state where the governor wants a high death toll. New York and New Jersey, Cuomo couldn't be happier, and Murphy they they they're reveling in high death tolls. Now so that's you know, yeah.
0: <laughs> so yes, let's put let us you know. Feel f- feel free to say however you want to. Uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah. I would love to, you know, to the average not the average, just to a typical listener maybe that's going to say, okay, why on earth? What do you mean? I know you can answer that, but you know, why yeah, would you I say that? Yeah.
2: Well, so, so, and more and more of this is going to come out. But this is some of the n- nurses and doctors in New York who've been inside these hospitals—I um, don't know if you saw some of the viral videos that came out in the last yeah. week or two—and yeah. uh, and this is what's happening in New York. And I've talked to some friends and said, you know, like if your father or mother is is ill in New York, do not go to a New York. Like drive as far as you can. Go to Pennsylvania. You know, d- don't don't uh, go to a New York hospital because you you leave your loved one at the door right you can't go in with them there's no more communication uh, they test them for covid and whether it's positive or not a large percentage of those people end up on ventilators to get on a ventilator you have to be sedated with like the same kind of anesthesia for surgery and you have to stay sedated and then you go on the ventilator and you never get off yeah right what's the so,
0: why, why is it beneficial to um, you know New York, New Jersey. You know the governors. However, you want to say that. Why? Why is a COVID diagnosis or a COVID death beneficial to that state? Why? Why does it? Why does it matter for them to kind of drive those numbers up? Because we have seen, and I think they've admitted, and I, I see publicly noted where we're just assuming those are the deaths. You know, what's kind of your stance on that? Or
2: because they're trying to set up scenarios uh, for uh, mandatory vaccination. Because they're trying to set up contact tracing and surveillance state uh, information they're they're trying they're trying to um, become a a more totalitarian state that actually like more like China which has its social credit score Uh, we're uh, Elizabeth New Jersey is flying drones over over people's houses like China China has drones that, that fly around and tell people you know to go inside. Right? Kevin,
0: so Kevin, when I see some people, I don't know if they realize what happened in, because um, New York is a good example right now, just like Sweden's a good example in a positive way of herd immunity. You know, what New York did over the last 12 to 18 months, specific to vaccinations, removing exemptions, removing religious exemptions, quarantining entire communities, going after the Jewish community up there. I mean, it was so I, you know, I think some people say, man, this is crazy, Kevin. This seems they wouldn't really want to do this, but you've seen the state, you know, removing liberties and freedoms here um, as as fast as they can, and doing things that were absolutely unconstitutional. Um, and I know it's you've okay. been fighting that in the court. Like, I just don't know if people realize, I mean, i watch your work. I watch you, you guys sue, you go into courtrooms, you argue these things, you meet with, you know, you know, top attorneys, you're out in DC all the time. Like I, this isn't a game. You're not in your basement, you know, mouth and off conspiracy theories. You're like in the fight, you know, trying to get kids into school and showing up at rallies and you know what I mean? Like this isn't a game for you, obviously right.
2: it's not, but and, and we're also bringing the genuine data right? That, that's, that's what's, uh, is missed, is missed in, in uh, us being called conspiracy theorists. You know, when, when, when the other side argues, when we are arguing about the religious exemption issue, it was, it was, uh, just for vaccination, which is a, a small sliver of religious freedom is, is a, uh, a vaccine mandate for school. Uh, but we know that they're, they're giving false information to legislators to, in order to get that taken away. They never mentioned that it's the human rights aspect. They never mentioned, uh, that, that, uh, the Universal Declaration of Bioethics and Human Rights signed by 193 countries um, in 2005 says that the individual takes precedence over society on all medical decisions. They never mention that, ever. And, and um, they also never mention that, uh, uh, that vaccination programs, mass vaccination programs for school and religious exemptions have coexisted together since the 60s with no problems. We have not had a societal problem uh, on on uh, uh, massive deaths and and we're not having one now. That's the key about now because the data is in, right? Uh, the Stanford, I at Stanford, fifty to eighty-five times exaggerated, and Witkowski from Rockefeller University, formerly Rockefeller University, is saying divide the estimate by fifty. A person who not Professor Neil Ferguson uh, in London, who did this model, he also did a bad model for SARS which scared people and scared a couple billion dollars out of the federal government for uh, flu shots back in the mid 2000s, like 2004 or five. Uh, he's gotten a hundred, over $180 million from the Gates Foundation from 2006 to 2018. So now he's out, he's the one whose model we followed in order to shut everything down. And then he's now saying, oh, my bad. I was off, but not, not 50%. Right, it wasn't fifty. That would be horrible if he was off by fifty percent. He's off by fifty times. Right, fifty and times. That's a minimum. I
0: mean, it's but, likely higher. Honestly, yeah. right?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like, oh, did I say? Did I say two point two million? I meant fifty five thousand. It's a big difference. Yeah, it's an, uh, it's, yeah,
0: it's especially if difference. you're, you're going to make. And so now, since you bring in the Gates piece, and and we don't have to live there too long. But I think anybody that has a you know, watched mainstream media for more than 15 minutes in the last month and a half has certainly, you know, seen Bill on TV or, you know, certainly hear you know, they're trying to create this vaccine. And I think this is where the story starts to make a little more sense. We go, you know, that, that gosh, that's interesting that he's given them a hundred over hundred, you know, his foundation has given this gentleman who's driving some fear based on, you know, um, numbers that were, you know, untenable and he's, You know being financed by somebody who's unapologetically trying to create you know worldwide vaccinations and you you this is not something you and i are just sitting here saying i mean he released a video a few weeks ago i saw him and bill and melinda talking about the only way out of this and you're seeing these talking points from governors now and even other countries the only way to really get out of this is you know a a man you know a worldwide vaccine for every man woman child for seven billion plus people now to your point and i want you to speak to this kevin except the, the argument with that is we've never needed one of those in <laughs> our entire you know history of humanity done well and i always use the uh, the flu vaccine as an example we have one for the flu if you will and that's still you know 50 to 80,000 deaths a year you know however you want to term it so i don't know why we should be getting so excited about that i think it's a really big leap to say and by the way, that's how we get out of this because they don't have the science to support that. I think of Gardasil, Kevin, as an example, right, where Gardasil takes a lot of the credit for the 99 percent plus self-healing rates of, you know, um, cervical, you know, human papillomaviruses. But the vaccine says, no, we, we get cured that because you could, the media could spin what's happening right now. If I could snap my fingers and everybody got vaccinated, they'd just switch the reporting and they'd start saying, look, at 99 percent of people are healing. Right, but that's not what. They, right, and they'd say, "Look at it, it works so great." So when you look at Gates, and and I know you've got you know a lot of you know friends that are you know insiders and things like that. I don't want you to say anything you don't want to say, but you know that's not a far fetched conversation to say that you know the Gates Foundation, worldwide vaccination, that kind of concept is where there's a desire for this to go.
2: Yes, and, and I think it's it's the vaccination, but it's not only that. It's uh, contract. Uh, the contact tracing technology, uh, Microsoft is building that technology. Microsoft wants the government contract. Microsoft has offered uh, Connecticut; it's in the Hartford Current last week, uh, six months free use of of Microsoft's uh, contact tracing uh, technology. So
0: take, so take micro, us through, con- yeah, contact tracing, kind of that concept, what that means, and why we should be worried.
2: We should be worried about anything that that feeds the surveillance state. Right? And, and, and anything that leads to a per, new permanent government agency, right? You, we don't need to be tracked any more than we already are, right? And I can tell you from my government experience, and i left there in the early 90s. If I had your social security number, I knew everything about you, right? Went, and that was when computers were Pong. It was a Pong <laughs> you know, console, right? And but now we're, they already have extraordinary amount of information on us. They already, If anybody wanted to tap, turn on your cell phone right now, they could, right? If NSA wanted to track you, and, and you, the new the way to uh, visualize this is is warrants, right? Whether things are warranted or unwarranted, like uh, uh, if if it's very easy to get a criminal warrant if you have probable cause. If you have probable cause for something, you go to a judge, say, "I need a warrant signed." The judge signs the warrant, and then the surveillance is warranted, right? Mm-hmm. Having having surveillance be automatic, right? Having it be automatic is Having unwarranted surveillance, have you haven't done anything? We're just going to surveil you. Is a very dangerous thing, and and uh, and that frightens me. That people aren't more afraid of that. Like under that, people who think that the government's always there to do something positive for them uh, are not students of history, right?
1: Yeah, hey Kevin, so, I, I I don't deny yeah. that for a second. Here, so answer this one because I think this is a question again. I, I kind of like to play the role of the average Joe or the average Jeff on this show for Ben. Um,
0: or the devil's advocate. The, no, I, no, 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 no. Cause, cause yeah. listen,
1: man, I'm, I, you know, <laughs> I'm all for a good conspiracy theory here and there. I think this is the first question that comes to mind for me. And I think that a lot of people would be asking this too. And, and, uh, you know, understand, I always tell Ben, I'm, I'm a, I'm a skeptic by nature, just in general. I like to dig into things and, and dig deep. You know, the, the question is, is who is the, who is the, we here, you know, the, we that wants the, the vaccinated population, the, we that wants this, like, surely it's more than, You know Bill and Melinda Gates, and it's more than Microsoft. Because I, you know, I, I, and I'm not. This isn't a challenge to you. I think you you probably have an answer for this. It's a good one, and I'm just curious because I think it's a lot of people are kind of going, man. I'm just I'm just the average guy trying to pay my bills, trying to love my wife, take care of my kids. You know, and you know every once in a while hit you know hit the fast food if I don't see Ben in line there. You know, behind me, just give me the business for doing it. You know, that's that's my life. I'm going to soccer practices, whatever. And uh, I think when you live that way, you kind of assume that most people live that way, and most people have. Some degree of trustworthiness about them. So, like when when you're talking through this, like you're describing, you know, essentially like this sort of evil, covert stuff that's like out of the movies, right? But it may not be far fetched. I'm just curious, you know, is is that? Am I assuming right on that? You know, in, in assessing it this way, and if that's the case, then then who is the we? Who is the, you know, who is the the superpower behind?
2: Yeah, I, I don't I don't go down all those rabbit holes, uh, but I, I think it's it's mostly garden variety greed. Oh, by the way, the average Jeff, I like that very much. But the 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 uh, uh, garden variety greed. There's a lot of money in it for the pharmaceutical companies. If if and also something like this, this would be an annual, right? For example, uh, as as Ben mentioned earlier, that that if that we no longer uh, we no longer have societal natural uh, immunity to measles, right? And and that's that's what how Merck wants it. So eventually, when they're doing it for adults too, and not just kids, it's we all have to get a booster every five years. Right. That you're all you just we are just become an assembly line to continue paying them. And, and, and it doesn't have to be more complicated than that, because that's billions of dollars per year. Well,
1: so so yeah. But we're headed toward a state where, essentially, if that's the case, then you've got about 10 companies that are going to be traded on the entire stock market anymore, which, if, if there even is such a thing, you can get me started about that in the Federal Reserve. I got my own gripe with that whole thing. But, you know, we've got Walmart, we've got Merck, we've got Microsoft, we've got maybe Amazon. I don't know, there's, there's three or four more companies, and that's it, because everything else is going broke. I mean, we're at, what, 30 million unemployment claims at this point, probably at least 16% by May's report, sorry, April's report, even higher in May and everything. And, you know, I keep telling Ben all the time, I said, you know, now that we're having these conversations where people are uprising saying, open it up, open it up. And I'm going, in my opinion, that ship has sailed, right? This idea of a V-shaped recovery is, is just asinine to think that that's going to happen that way. And, I, you know, if, if what you're saying is true, then the, the non-possibility of that is essentially by design, by a few greedy Right.
2: Well, well, yes. And I also think, though, when you look at it, when you look at the map, you know, it's hard to divorce politics from what's happening right now in that in that there is a uh, presidential election on the horizon. And uh, what you what you'll see that the states that are most clamped down, I believe they all have Democratic governors. And uh, to the extent that this chaos leads is still ongoing in the fall, it will help anyone who's running against the current president so like the more the more the more cases the more the higher the unemployment rate is the more kids who are out of school like uh, if 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 kids are still not in school in in states uh, i'd be shocked uh if 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 trump won any state whose kids are still not in school in november right those parents Mm -hmm. will be like i want change Right. So, uh, and and if you look, it, it's Mi- Michigan uh, Democrat. And again, I'm I'm a registered Democrat. I'm just telling you what the what the uh, um, what what's obvious if you look at it through that lens. It, New York, like uh, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, all Democratic governors. They they, they set up I think a six state consortium on on the Northeast, all Democratic governors like Delaware, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Connecticut, Rhode Island, um, like uh, all, all all those coastal states. So um and and I, I think that the president should be very wary of of uh, anyone who's who's talking about the second wave uh, uh a, a second wave of COVID, and this tees up what ben and i talked about a little bit earlier in that i i am concerned and i have an article coming out on this this week i i'm concerned by uh uh studies there are numerous of them one with the u.s military that uh, flu shot makes you having an influenza vaccine makes you more susceptible to coronaviruses So that is a very dangerous Possibility for the fall If if we don't change our plan for this year and st- stick with me for a second China it's all over China's press that uh, Last October China, before Wuhan broke out China did a massive nationwide flu shot campaign Because uh, their flu season is December January so I, I i don't I don't think you say no to the Chinese government when they come knocking on your door unless you want to go to the gulag. so right before all of this, they just shot up all these people in California I'm sorry, all the people in China. So, well, that was that a Freudian uh,
0: slip right there. Was that a Freudian it, 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 it,
2: it, I think, I think it was. Yeah. I think and by might shot, be a you mean vaccine. Like yeah. When you were talking yeah. about China, you
1: talking about yeah. a yeah. you're talking he about the
2: vaccine. You're talking about California, he's he's like said, he's China. like they shot up
1: everybody. I'm like, well,
2: what are we yeah. talking about here? Yeah, yeah. it was, yeah, You either get the shot or get shot. What was, yes, and kind and California is like China. Yeah, that was. That, uh, <laughs> it's, it's on the way. I right? won't make you say that. Right. Yeah, no, it's close, but it's, it's, uh, it is. And, and the viral interference, and, and Ben, you might know, I can't describe it too well. I can describe sure. it like, a, uh, but for the way I understand it as a lay person, it's when you get the vaccine, you've, you, you're, you're training your body to look out for a few specific things. You get specific immunity. You don't get non-specific immunity. So uh, it seems that what, what the influenza shot might do is, is prep your body for influenza A and B But while it's distracted your immune system, coronaviruses have a a greater opportunity than they otherwise would have, and that's not a bad thing ordinarily when there aren't new laboratory-made coronaviruses to deal with, because the common cold is a coronavirus. And these studies that were uh, there was one there's there's studies from around the world that that are saying the same thing that the, the study that that. was the u.s military was by a guy whose last name is wolf w-o-l-f-f uh there was another study uh, done by columbia university of new york city school children that showed the same thing and another one of adolescents in hong kong that showed the same thing and what those studies had in common were they they were like pro influenza vaccine studies Uh, they were they were designed to to say that people once they got because people report once they get the flu shot then they catch the flu and those studies were saying, no, that's not what happens. When you get the flu shot, you get other, you're more prone to other respiratory illnesses.
1: All right. I think that's a good time for me to call time timeout. Let's take a break, guys. We'll uh, reset some things and come back even stronger. You are listening to Design to Heal. We are back with Design to Heal, and we're just going to jump right back in with Kevin Berry here. Ben, I knew you have some questions. So why don't you take it away?
0: I think we always are asking ourselves, kind of like Jeff alluded to, like, you know, why, and I've heard it said different ways, you know, good people, bad system. You know, there's a lot of friends of ours that you know and I have that are doctors and lawyers and, right, I've got a lot of family and medical. My brother-in-law is a president of a hospital. Like, these are not, these are good human beings, right? I mean, I think we would all agree on that conversation. Um, that are in in a system that they're kind of being played by, right? And I think there's been a foundational, so I look at a vaccine, a vaccine has been sold to us, I say this about pharmaceuticals a lot, like a pharmaceutical drug has been almost told like it's, like we look at it like it's a vitamin right like it's like it's good for us right and so yeah. when something comes against that i know um there's the research that shows when you have uh, uh you know flu vaccines over and over actually every year you get one it decreases your response to a flu okay because partly to your point so i think part of it is just this mindset if you if you really did believe in the wondrous works of of a vaccination then it would make sense this is not accurate but it would make sense then to to um uh, you know, mandate them for every man, woman, child. Why wouldn't you? It's good for everybody, right? And, you know, once you've decided that it's good for everybody. But Kevin, I want to kind of maybe land the plane on this with you in this way. You've spent, you know, a significant portion of your time and, and professional career with religious freedoms, right? And you probably understand the implications of that more than, the, you know, the average Jeff, if we're going to use that one as the example, right? And And the meaningfulness of that. And you've kind of you know, put your stake in the ground there, right? On what hinges on that. And, and I know that, you know, even though you say, Hey, I'm a registered Democrat or whatever. I don't really care what religion you are. I mean, I have my own personal faith, right? But we live in America, right? And we, we believe in freedoms. We believe in religious freedoms. We believe in freedom of press, freedom of assembly, these things you speak about. If, if we, and I, I guess what I'm trying to say is if we lose that overarching concept of freedom even if it's freedoms we disagree with right even if it's you know where could we where could we wake up and and why do we need to be so concerned now i'm going to I'll set it up in this example so there are a lot of churches we're down in florida well this is everywhere right a lot of churches that aren't meeting okay and i've heard some uh, some positive spins of that like hey um, you know, well, Hey, online church is really growing and we're reaching more people that way and things like that. Right. And then I said to people, but what about when the, we, that Jeff talks about, what about when the, we decide that they don't like what we're streaming on that? Right. And they decide, well, now we can, you Now, now online church isn't an option for you. Now, what are you going to do? And I think that's what I'm trying to help people see. And maybe our listeners is this might right now seem kind of extreme. What's the harm? A drone in the sky, taking my temperature, calling the police on me. (laughs) I mean, I'm teasing, but that's some truth to that. I mean, there's heat, there's heat temperature, right? I've seen drones that can take temperature. Yes. As a
1: drone flyer for photography purposes, there are thermal drones out there that are, yeah.
0: So why should the average Jeff listener who's sitting there that like Jeff just said, I'm just trying to work, pay my bills, you know, go fishing on the weekend. And where, why do they need to care now? And where, if we don't care now, where could we wake up?
2: Yeah, that's another great question. I, I, I think it's extraordinarily dangerous time we're in right now. Um, there was a, a great um, decision from a, a federal judge in Kentucky who, uh, 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 Allowed a church to open for Easter, and and he he quoted. I think it was uh, like Marquis de Lafayette in the 1780s, like writing back to France uh, about America, and 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 talking about religious freedom, how it how it was working here, and the history of the at that time is is you know Catholic France is always fight, fighting Protestant England or England's fighting Spain. It's, it's a lot of religious wars, and and uh, the report. Uh, I'm, I'm paraphrasing. Said something like that. Religious freedom really works here, and it, and in addition, it gives the the population a taste for other liberty and other freedom. You know, it's like once you you're not being forced into a certain belief set by the state, that 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 carries over into into other free thinking, liberal lib, liberal in a in a liberty sense way, other kind of uh, freedoms, and, and the state should only restrict them when they have to. Right. That's what the, the Bill of Rights, that's the whole point of the Bill of Rights. It's, it's like these are as soon as they got the Constitution together, they got together and said, OK, what rights are reserved to the people? Right. And those five freedoms in the First Amendment, there's a reason that those are the first thing. That's the first thing they got together. like. These things are the most important. And others have mentioned at the time of the constitution and writing there was smallpox epidemics going on so there was no concept that and it was like all of this is suspended if there's if there's an illness in the air right that's not like your rights are your rights regardless of what's happening uh, around the world especially if it's exaggerated like this right the fear-mongering the fear that everyone's getting on a daily basis through the televisions and the radios uh is not accurate you know it's 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 this is a 99.8% or 99.9% survivability rate right this is not a reason to shut down the society it's not a reason to shut down churches churches during the civil war here churches weren't closed churches have been closed in, in around the country fortunately not in florida but churches have been closed around the country they've never that's never happened ever
0: kevin what do you what when a, you know and not to get too off topic but the people that are walking into uh a, you know costco you saw that in the news right so um, I'm just here asking a lawyer, you know, not that you're giving legal advice over the airwaves per se, but do I have a constitutional right to say, I don't have to wear a mask? Do I have a constitutional right to say, I'm going to open my business? You know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a salon, right? And, uh, they told me I couldn't be, and again, I'm not asking you to give legal advice, but there is some thought here. And I, and what's your take on this, right? Where we've kind of conceded certain powers, like they, I think I saw a quote. You probably saw it. I saw Cuomo talking one day, basically saying, the reality is we can't really enforce this. We just need you to go along with it. Because if you guys all decided tomorrow to get up and, you know, take back your city, you'd absolutely be able to take it. Right. And so why, what are you, what is your just, you know, kind of lay law at legal advice for average Joe that says, man, I don't want to wear a mask to go shopping today. Um, any kind of thoughts or suggestions for
2: us? I think I think you're right about all that. I think all the people who say that it's not enforceable, including Cuomo, it's just that you you run into headaches. You like it's uh, you you have the right to do it, but there'll be consequences, right? You can get fined, like the the famous case of Jacobson, a Supreme Court case from 1905. Um, that's the one that said that the the state has the police power to force vaccinations. Mr. Jacobson was a, a cranky guy in Cambridge, Massachusetts, who uh, didn't want to get his smallpox vaccine, and and the choice then was get your smallpox vaccine or pay a five dollar fine, and he didn't pay a five dollar fine, and that went to the Supreme Court, right? If, if time travels invented, I'm going back paying Jacobson's fine, so we don't have that shitty precedent. <laughs> but uh, but that's that is the, the current law of the land. So like if you open your business, and I used to own some businesses that are licensed by a state, you're risking your license so you can say okay you have the right you're doing the right but uh, what have you what do you sacrifice for and li- like the the situation with our in south dakota that we're both trying to help with uh that's 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 a person uh of modest of modest means not a, not a wealthy person who's who's facing the possibility of of arrest right and and legal legal costs right yeah. associated with that Which which are out of reach of a lot of people. I mean, there's there's a lot of uh, Data that says that most Americans have something like a $500 cushion, right that they that that, and and so like That's I think where the controls coming in that's where people are complying Because even if they're right the punishment might not be worth it Right and and a lot of the fines they are pretty smart about how they set the fines the fines in new jersey number representing a few people who've been arrested in new jersey it's 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 a thousand dollars fine you know so for for most people if if um, you know it would cost yeah. more than a thousand dollars to get a lawyer to help you so now you just turned your thousand dollar fine into a two thousand dollar fine because now you're paying the lawyer a thousand dollars and the state of and i'm out
0: of work you
2: know? and, okay. you're, and yeah. you're out of work yeah. right. do you so, so
0: do you do you support the, anybody like you know if anybody that's fighting for their freedoms and from a religious freedom and you know first amendment you say hey you know, do what you can with how you feel about, if you want to protest, go protest. If you want to, you know, have the standoff at Costco, right. To not wear your mask, do that. You know, now it might be, you might have, there might be consequences for that and you might pay a fine and and they might even, you know, arrest you, like you said. Um, And I'm not saying you're encouraging civil disobedience or anything, but I, I guess you are saying you do have that right. I mean, as a citizen, and yeah. yeah,
2: well, and this fits into your previous question, you know, about where, where could we be headed? Because I, I, I read somewhere I was on, on a on Facebook on another lawyer's feed who's been active um, in, in fighting for people's rights. Uh, and someone was saying that, uh, oh, oh, let's give people the right to stab their neighbors. Just just give them right. Okay. As, as if as if you leaving your house and breathing during the time where COVID exists. That you're like like running down the streets with machetes, hacking at your neighbors. That's the like, that's the, the that,
1: metaphor. Yeah. Well, I mean, yes, Kevin, it's good. been a rough six weeks of lockdown. I've just <laughs> I've really had this impulse to do that, you know, <laughs> and I've been starting with that right. So I don't know. I'm gonna have to push back on that one just a little bit, but
2: no, but I'm saying, but but that fear that 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 they've created that concept of among a, a fair amount of the population that your neighbors uh, is a is a missile waiting to kill you.
0: <laughs> yeah. Right. And apparently right. a, a handkerchief can stop the most dangerous virus humanity's ever seen. If I just put a Kleenex over them. I mean, you know, that is it is yeah. a weird you know, and Kevin, I don't know what's your take on this, you know, a nation founded on freedoms, what we fought for, you know, and I wasn't alive right. in that time and you're a studied this as a career and, and know this in detail, but there's part of me that almost feels like You know, it's like the, you know, our our grandfathers who were in World War II or something, right? It feels like, I feel like we've lost touch with what we fought for, right? Like what freedom means and this comfort that we've experienced maybe as a nation of, for the last several decades or however you would, however you would say that. What would you say to, you know, kind of what's your, you know, (laughs) you know, your, your battle cry to our listeners that you would want to encourage them with, you know, and say, you know, and then also you just want them to remember or, or remind them of, or how do you, how do you kind of, your stump speech on this for people that, that you want to, you want to help them understand?
2: Yeah, I would say, I would say that, that this, this is not the, the crisis it's been made out to be, right? That it is the, uh, it's, it's, it's a, from a health, cautious, perspective. From a health yeah. perspective, and this is, this is right. So the health perspective crisis is not a problem, but it could turn into a rights crisis, right? Or it already is temporarily a rights crisis because after 9-11 they put in all these bills uh, the the prep act it's uh, the public readiness and preparation uh, preparation act it's um it gives it gives governors and the federal government extraordinary powers during times of of uh emergency that's why you're seeing in all these states um uh schools being closed for three weeks and then renewed in three weeks and then renewed in three weeks because they, can't, they couldn't say it's going to be gone for six months because they keep prolonging the emergency. They only, they only have the powers temporarily.
0: Which is interesting. It goes right back to the starting point of this, Kevin. If we would have had not you know, $184 million bought Bill Gates' data out of the Imperial College that gives us an inflated number that makes it a global, quote, pandemic by definition— right? Because I saw, and I don't know if that's true, there was some law changes years ago in order to define, a you know, for it to be diagnosed or labeled a pandemic, it had to meet certain criteria of infectiousness, right? And I think that has been either removed or altered. And so now when you can just, because that statement has power, right? When you declare something, those words have You know, implications that allow governors. So it was important for them to make it a quote pandemic, right? Because now they can enact these powers. If, If we knew that if the numbers that we're seeing now were in reality, they wouldn't have been able to use your word earlier, they wouldn't have been able to warrant those actions. Right. They'd say, well, right. we do we can't cause it doesn't, it's not justified. We can't call it a pandemic when only same amount of people flu was are dying every year. Cause we don't call a flu a, a pandemic or an epidemic. And I think right. this is to your point, if they can manufacture that story. So as us, you know, it is important that we fight fast and fast and early. Right. You know, to hope for the knockout in the 12th round is a
1: tough is a tough, you know, uh, approach to win a lot of boxing matches. Right. Uh, well, you Kevin, know. But I, I have to ask this, Kevin, maybe you can chime in on here. What what does it mean to fight back for starters? Because I look at, you know, Ben and I were talking about this earlier and I go, you know, people are angry. I said I, I, I predict and foresee a great deal of civil unrest coming in the coming days and, and weeks, no doubt. But, you know, all it seems to take is a stimulus check or, or again, I was you know, I'm going to I'm going to get on my it'll be a short rant, Ben, but allow me to rant here if I could. You know, the Federal Reserve pumping money in. We've dropped, what, $4 trillion, I think, already into this, into this, call it crisis or whatever, probably six when it's all said and done. Wall Street continues to get rich. I mean, we have 30 million unemployed people in the stock markets going up. Explain that one to me, right? So everybody is, is looking at this going, something's wrong here. So they get angry and they go, are we being lied to about the facts of the COVID? All of this kind of stuff. But then they get a stimulus check. Right then they get the PPP then they get the uh, the economic um, injury disaster uh, disaster loan or, or things like that which sound like good things and maybe they're keeping businesses afloat but they're also. I think, pushing people back towards, you know, a place where they, they won't fight. They're losing their fight or whatever. And they can appeal they can appease the masses, it seems, with just throwing a little money at them or throwing a little benefit at them. And uh, I'm not sure how you overcome something like that. So that's what I, you know, look, I'm not calling for anarchy. That's the last thing I'm looking for is, you know, that's not a beautiful thing um, at all. We don't want to see that happen in our country. But at the same time, you know, people are angry and, and anger is a, you know, could be a good thing. That sort of righteous anger is the very thing that I think overthrew T In this country, in the first place, but now they're stepping back from it because they're getting appeased. How would you counsel through that, or what's your take on that, or or would you push back on that assessment?
2: No, I think you're dead right. I think you're dead right. I think I think step one is showing up at protests. Right, I I was at one yesterday. You know, um, and and be peaceful. Be be peaceful about it. You know, like the thing that has me worried is uh, I saw some of the pictures from Dallas, Texas, of that salon who opened opened up uh, the uh, against and stuff, the yeah. order and, there's, and there's, there's four guys out in front with a case, you know, I, I went to both um, uh, political, uh, uh, the DNC and the RNC conventions in 2016. And uh, Ohio is an open carry state. And there were Second Amendment protesters, uh, just just there, you know, protesting their rights, but they were armed to the teeth. And then they're literally across the street from the security forces of the military, right? And I'm like walking into the arena. And I'm like, I really hope some kid doesn't throw firecrackers off the roof. Because you know, wow. if, if that happens, it's going to be a hundred. There's going to be dead people everywhere. You know, yeah. like, again, there's so many armed people. I, I really, really, really hope that that um, there's never um, somebody comes to shoot down, shut down a, a beauty salon, and then gunfire erupts. You know, and I, and I think if we don't turn down the volume, there's a potential for that. And I know this is a big subject, something I wanted to get to because I I have a sense we're running out of time. Sure. But the the, uh, 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 to me, uh, I don't think this is this is relatively clear to me, not not a natural virus. It's it's not almost the response that we had to it is an indicator that they knew it wasn't natural. They were to the extent public health officials were afraid of it. It's because they didn't know what it was. Right. So it, well, to
0: use, it, to, not to interrupt you there, but to use that as an example, because we've seen some novelish things, whether it's SARS, whether it's MERS, whether it's, you know, Ebola, things that were concerning early. Right. Uh, yes, Zika, yes. you know, whatever, a few years ago and, and you know, that type of stuff. But to your point, I just think that's a I never thought about that. We never said we don't know anything about this, really. Holy crap. Let's shut down the world. Right. right but for right. some reason, we thought on this one, hey, we don't know much. We better shut down the world because we now see that, Kevin, to your point, death rates were much worse with MERS with SARS, right? I mean, actual death rates. So, you know, that is, a, again, we have to keep our brains open to remember the timeline so we can think critically about this. So you go back then and go, wow, that was a very strong reaction with very little information at the time. And we've had this happen before. Why didn't we respond like that? Which would make you say, man, there's a little bit of something here, you know, the lawyer in yeah. you can't help but go, wow. Yes.
2: Because, because around the world, you know, we all know what the euphemism is, is called gain-of-function research, and we were doing it here. It was being done at the University of North Carolina, among other places, uh, with collaboration from Wuhan University. So, and then they shut it down here. They, they shut it down during Obama's time, uh, saying that this, the ethicists were saying that, it, it, you know, that we're uh, messing with the genetics of, of dangerous microorganisms. And which is again with CRISPR technology, we can now we can do that. You can take uh, we're going to take a piece of MERS, a piece of SARS. Let's add some HIV and maybe a, a pinch of, of uh, Ebola, and let's see what we got, right? Well, you're you're not so, actually
0: exaggerating with that example right there. That's what they said. Yeah, I'm not,
2: yeah. And 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 you know uh, we had the the Harvard uh, professor who's who's most of his his, his grad students were from China, uh, who was arrested uh, in January, and and. Uh, Canada threw out uh, uh, a, a, a Chinese researcher from their, their, their level, their like Fort Detrick style micro laboratory and her husband, her, she and her husband were working on research uh, adding, adding Ebola to other viruses, right? So I think they didn't know what it was, and, but this is all a relatively long-winded way that I want to use our language, change the language or make sure we're using the right language. That I want to reserve the word vaccine for something that happens in nature, right? That measles happens in nature. Measles has a vaccine, polio, nature, vaccine. Uh, this is man made. This is a bioweapon. So, if it's a, it's a, it's fortunately for us, it's not a good bioweapon. Or it's not a very potent bioweapon. But, but uh, material, uh, something ma- made to, to uh, protect you from a bioweapon is called an antidote. So we're not we're not waiting for a countermeasure the military calls them countermeasures so the idea that we're waiting for a vaccine we like we're hoping for a vaccine is like, no we're hoping for an antidote by something made in a lab hmm. so I think if, if our if our neighbors understood that better that this is not something that happened in the wild and i I have good video evidence like like uh, that'll be part of an article that comes out again in a week maybe two yeah. That, that China was sending uh, researchers, and, the, and they put out videos at the end of last year, like bragging about it, that they're going into like the darkest, darkest, deepest caves in in, in Hubei Province, China, uh, finding finding bats and and studying new viruses that they're finding like a mile deep into a cave where no person's ever going to be, and they're bragging. Oh, we we found China leading the world. We found 2,000 new viruses. So, like, why in the world are we? Why in the world would anyone with peaceful intent be No, know, knowing that SARS and MERS were originally in bats, why in the world are you trying to find new bat viruses deep in the cave? Right? right? Why not just leave them there? Right? And uh, and I, what I think happened is is that the the Wuhan laboratory Uh, Where they were working on these viruses is literally it's a a thousand feet. It's a thousand feet from the food market So the Wuhan lab has people who've been arrested and put in prison For selling experimental lab animals to the market So I think that's the most likely way that this got out is that they're they're uh, testing new viruses on pigs or pigs are a common uh, lab animal that, that gets tested on and so are rabbits So it's it's not that somebody was like eating bats. It's not directly eating bats. It's it's the the, the the viruses were taken out of bats combined with some other viruses in An experimental way to see what effect it would have on animals and then whoever was supposed to just destroy those animals after the after the ex, uh, uh, experiment they wanted beer money Right, and they—they they, instead they threw the piglet in a hefty bag, sold it for ten bucks, and went out and got a six-pack, and and then then a human ingested that virus from the lab animals. That it's that it's not something that naturally showed up, didn't naturally show up at the at the food market. But again, so it's something that reaches humans that way is the response to it. If you're taking a response to it, it's it's an antidote. And they've also, yep, go ahead. I was saying that as we know, they've known about SARS and MERS and they've tried to develop coronavirus vaccines for 18 years with no success. So the idea that they're going to find a successful uh, yep. antidote to this one is highly, highly unlikely. But if, again, getting, it, getting the proper terminology and that it's so what, what should we be doing instead of contact tracing? We should be absolutely getting a hold on bioweapons research, and we do it too. Call it by bi- bio defense. It's not the, the, the It's it's bio defense and offense just like our, our defense department makes offensive weapons So do the bio labs and we've all learned if we've learned any lesson from this if something like this escapes the lab unintention i'm not saying this is not an act of war. This is an accident Right. No, Nobody intention. Nobody would intentionally do this, right? Or they wouldn't intentionally do it because it's not it's not ready and it's a good book by Dr. Francis Boyle uh, about bioterrorism that talks about the, like you wouldn't release a, a bioweapon unless you had the antidote mm. right by definition you you have to have the you have to be able to give your own troops and your own people the antidote before you release it to hurt others
1: so so kevin it begs the question because a lot of people are then saying hey the official death tolls out of china are like sub 4000 now you've got probably two schools of thought there. There's there's some, and I've been on both sides of the aisle. I, I guess if you asked me on any given day, I'd probably say, I don't believe it. For starters, I don't believe the numbers that they're reporting. And there's there's certainly just some trails of crazy conspiracies out there on the internet which may not be so crazy who knows but just lots of different narratives going on out there but i think that might be an easy answer that somebody would might would counter back with right there as they say well kevin look it's only four thousand dead over in china and look at all the you know the the deaths whether or not we can you know debate on what's what or whatever in infections it's clearly you know even if the numbers are inflated they're much higher than where china is at least according to official numbers right there so how would you answer that one
2: i think china is minimizing and we're maximizing like or China's China's trying to downplay the issue. And uh, in some parts of this country, we're trying to, to increase it. And there's, there's all kinds of like, I guess it's anecdotal at this point, because I don't I don't have access to the to the data itself. But there's a lot of people who are saying saying their relatives were listed as being a COVID death, and they weren't. Yeah you know so, you know
1: I think well and I'm I'm not trying to bait you on that question by the way I'm just, I'm literally just asking I'm, I I guess I'm trying to you know I I am I'm, I'm sending you down a bit of a rabbit trail just kind of going hey Kevin is part of you kind of have a hunch that maybe they do have an antidote over there and that would be uh you know that would correspond to some of these numbers or are you still thinking that are you kind of holding that position that that says this still was a mistake and honest well then whatever the honest think word it, means
2: right yeah yeah I think it was a mistake and I I, I think they didn't have a specific treatment for it I th- I think they they were were finding they, they were actually using some natural treatments and, and vitamin C and some herbal stuff. Um, so I, I think, um, oh, but, they, but I, don't, I don't think they had an antidote like like a, a vaccine or anything like that. There, I, I've seen no indication of that.
0: One, one and, of the and, things that I've that makes me concerned, and I would, I would, you do bring up a couple of good points. One is the language that we use, I would say the same thing on vaccinations you know, people that call them immunizations that's a big misnomer right? You know, they, they're no, they don't, make, don't make you immune. Call them a vaccination if you want, right? To your point about the language and the importance of the language. It's even like this, we call it a COVID disease. It's not a disease, it's an infection. Right, I mean, childhood diseases—they're not childhood diseases; they're childhood infections. Right, the, the 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 chicken pox is not a disease; it's an infection that you have for a period and it goes away. You would never say I have the cold, common cold disease. You'd say, "I got a cold." Right, and to your point, these are subtle things that that do get into our, our our vernacular that affect how we think about these things. The concern I have, and I think you bring, and I I don't know, this is a little bit of a conjecture, but you know if they can find if they can prove this model out manufacture uh, you know a, a a synthetic disease or a man-made disease And then they can, beside that, create the man-made solution, i.e. an antidote or a vaccine using their language. You just created a really cool pipeline for money. That's the old chiropractor icing down the sidewalk or putting banana peels out there, right, (laughs) building the business. I mean, you create the problem and you make the solution, and you can test both of those in a laboratory and spin them out. And so I know, Kevin, like we talked about before, I mean, there's hundreds of vaccinations in the pipeline. Right, literally. I mean, that's not an exaggeration. There, in, in or you know, in research, at what point does the have we destroyed human physiology enough? Where you know, I think all of us can sit here. We're all different generations of ages, but you know, hey, I had eight, nine vaccines when I was a kid. You know, I don't think anybody listening to this can really imagine a day where we're literally seeing three, four, five hundred vaccinations in our life. I think we would all say that seems like a lot. You know, being a from the Midwest originally and you know, a lot of Second Amendment kind of people, right? And you go, you know, I don't know if we all need 38 guns, you know, to go, you know, AR-15s or whatever, but I think we all, but at some point we do think, well, man, you know, mom ought to be able to have a handgun if she wants, right? And so I think what you see here is kind of that continuum, Kevin, where I think we sit here and say, hey, I know as uncomfortable as it might seem for Bob to have 86 AR-15s. The problem is if we don't allow that, we end up in a problem, another situation, right? If we don't allow freedom of medical choice, then they might this when they decide a fever is bad and the drone that saw your child with a 102 degree fever, they don't like. So they're kicking your do- door down and taking your kid away. Or like you and I have seen here in Florida with the medical freedoms, taking little boys out regarding the way the parent chose to treat cancer or, you know, pick your story. There's a million of them, right? So I think... I am concerned of the manufacturing, not only of a vaccine, you know, with the genetic splicing and crisping and all of these different, you know, technologies that are advancing. I think, and I, I, we should just probably stop because we will end up going into places, but it's hard to not believe the fact. I think I saw maybe even out of Mr. Trump's mouth, president Trump saying he believes there'll be a vaccine by the fall. That should freak everybody out. So crazy right? There is no way, and, and just very logical, right? You'd be like saying, because there's no way to know the long-term, there's, it's an impossibility to have studied the long-term effects of it by just definition of time, right? So if that doesn't scare the bejesus out of you, then I don't know how to, I don't know how to wake you up, you know?
2: I, I agree with everything you just said, but but also like, like the, to me, the real danger, and, and I think it, it, it's it's uh, a, well, a lot will be decided in the next six months or so. The real, the real danger is that people with a more natural approach to health and immunity, like like you have, uh, uh, your neighbors have been conditioned to shout you down, right? That that you're wrong, and so to the extent that you have your right, and Governor Cuomo says this all the time, it's like you don't have the right to make me sick. It's like it's just a, that everybody's a carrier of the thing, like in his mind, in in the twisted view of the of the vaccinian faith you know and and one little quick side note that the vaccines the word vaccines comes from the latin word vaca for cow because edward jenner scraped cowpox out of that animal in the late 1700s that's where vaccines come from it's, it's like it's cows right so it's i don't i don't think i think we're in a very dangerous place I think when the when adult mandates come, it'll be you can't. You, you have the right to refuse. You just can't renew your driver's license. Right, can't fly. You, you right, Can't get your right professional license. Yeah, you can't, you can't get a passport. Oh, I'm sorry you, you don't have you don't have your vaccine card. You can't go to the ball game. Yeah, you can't go to the movie theater. Right, you have your rights. Just go go out to Ruby Ridge and, and stay there. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. So you Kevin, we and and that
0: your how does a person follow you support your work trino stay in touch with you um i know
1: you see the videos and stuff that you got coming out man that's i think everybody's immediately you know by the time this releases they're on google looking for you how do we help them find you
2: good it's uh first first freedoms uh dot org uh first freedoms with an s uh i'm easy to find on facebook kevin barry b-a-r-r-o-y and um uh, you know, the, the website's a bit of a jalopy. I, I, I have to upgrade it. I have some friends who are gonna try to help me organize it because I do think I have some important things coming out very soon. And, uh, and, and, and I think, I really do think that we have to, like, take care of the fear. You know, it's, it's very FDR, you know, that the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Like, the, the fear is what's out, out of control right now. And one, one of the chants I heard at the protest yesterday, you know, it was a small, you know, band of committed people but uh, they were saying that cur- courage is contagious, hmm. you know, and, and it's, it's a dangerous word to use contagious, you know, in COVID time, but uh, like the, to the extent that, that COVID is, is contagious, courage is more contagious. So, so the more people that actually, uh, and I saw a, a shirt someone had on there, as I said, that, uh, so that we are not descended uh, from, from fearful people, yeah. you know, like the, the uh, you know uh, the people who settled this country were uh, tough as nails. Right. Yeah. And uh, so I, I think, uh, as Ben said earlier, I think Ben said, you know, we have to get back to our fundamentals. You know, you don't, the government can't shouldn't be able to close churches. The government shouldn't be separating us and forcing us to stay in the house. I and mean, if they are, it's going to be for a short period of time. Like th- those powers are meant for things like riots. If there's like a three day riot in the, in the city and everybody has to stay home for, okay, for an emergency, you stay home for three days. It's not three months, not six months. Right. Not, Twelve months, eight. While, while we're waiting for an antidote to be manufactured, you know that that's 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 preposterous. It's prepos- it's preposterous, but it's happening. Yeah. And they have such an overwhelming control of of television broadcasting, right? We, we, you guys are getting the word out, and God bless you for doing it. Uh, there, there's plenty of other podcasters doing it. There's there's people making very good videos, and then their 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 dissemination of being restricted. You know, even if it's not outright censorship, there are people are being shadow banned. You know, there was a nurse who did a, a, a beautiful, yeah. you know, the t- sorrowful thing. It's been taken off of Facebook. You know, people have moved it to YouTube. It'll probably come off of YouTube. It, it, you know, it, it's, it's, it's really, really bad. You know, like the people should not be afraid of, of information.
0: Yeah. You right. know, Kevin, I, I, I saw, I think I know the video you're referring to, and I, I can't help but think of that. I Again, at the risk of sounding cliche, it's that old, um, is it Margaret Mead quote or something? Right, you know, um, to ever think, you know, uh, your small group of people can't change the world. That's the only thing that ever Never has. Was. And there's right. this tension right now, whether it's nurses and doctors speaking out. And I know always to be the one raising your hand and, and speaking the counterculture opinion. Or in your case, Kevin, I know, I'm sure you resonate a lot with, you know, the, the your colleagues over the years that have fought the early fights of civil rights, right? And I just watched that, you know, movie the other day, Just Mercy, right, about the civil rights attorney and I believe Alabama or the, you know, fighting for uh, life skid row or, you know, death row inmates. And, you know, I naturally align that way. I'm thinking back of... I don't know what movie it was, one of those, or in a book about, you know, civil rights movements. And I remember there was a, uh, I think it was the governor who was the real tough guy down in, um, you know, maybe uh, Birmingham, you know, now in Alabama. And maybe he said, he made some statement, and forgive the color of this statement, right? But he said, basically, if, if all the, you know, this would all just stop, the riots would just stop, right? If all the black people would just stay home. Right. And there's this twisted logic in that, right? There's this perversion of logic, right? It's this, to your point earlier, if everybody would just stay home, the virus will go away and we can get back to life. So quit your pity party about not getting a haircut so we can get back to business. And they've, they've, it's the wrong conversation, which is you've given up your frights, which are rights, which are dictated now by the government that decides when you can ever leave your house. And that should scare you. It's the wrong, but the fact that there's people applauding that governor, right? Saying, yeah, send those black people home and forgive again my color of this statement here, right? But that's. It. But now we can look back at that statement and go, that is absolutely ridiculous. You know, a governor gets on, you know, t- national television and, and, and says a statement like that and it wasn't believed to be ridiculous or a statement like separate but equal and people say, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, separate but equal. Just build them a school over here, you know? But we look back and we laugh at that and I've always asked myself, what's the thing going on right now that we're going to look back and I've got my kiddos and you've got your kids and I'm going to have to answer to them and they're going to say, daddy, what in the heck were you doing in 2000 Twenty, when they were stripping away rights and you couldn't do it, you were in freaking healthcare? Dad, you were a lawyer and you didn't freaking do something? Well, just trying to make the boat payment. Now, they don't care about that, right? We got to, and I'm not trying to like to, you know, I'm not saying anarchy, but we got to know what's at stake here and respond accordingly, right? Right. And, um, Kevin, we've loved, you know, we appreciate having you on the show. I know you got 9 million things going on. I was with you this weekend again. I mean, you're, you're, I don't know, maybe they're, I don't know, believe in the cloning thing, but maybe you're cloned. I don't know how many of there that you, that you are, but thank you for your work. I know you help people all over the, over the country and, 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 you know, fighting the good fight. A lot of your work is behind the scenes. People don't see the long nights, the late hours, the, uh, you know, pro bono work that you do and, and sir, you know, and I'm sure you've taken your share of hits and called every name in the book. And, and um, I hope that you know that your work is appreciated. And, and I know down here in Florida, uh, that was a pivotal time when you came down here and helped bring some truth. And we've been able to stave off some of the more draconian stuff down here, you know, especially vaccination wise. And uh, we appreciate your work, my friend.
2: Well, thank you for that and vice versa and, and thanks for letting me plug First Readums because if especially like money uh, donation money has really dried up people are understandably concerned about about their incomes going forward. So uh, if there's any kind of like foundation money out there that anyone can steer us towards, you know, because we love to be able to help people out of these jams they get in without charging them. So uh, about to be able to continue to do that, but it gets harder and harder every day.
1: If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to support the show, give us a five-star review and share it with your tribe. To learn more about Dr. Ben's work, visit AchieveWellness.clinic.